Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm very happy to have Jean Morrison as my guest today. As a fifth-degree black belt and assault survivor, Jean is committed to raising awareness about sexual and domestic violence in all its forms so that communities and individuals can build confidence, resilience, and trauma-informed response. As a board-certified cognitive specialist and behavior therapist, she assists individuals and families surviving after trauma, abandonment, or neglect, and also those with cognitive or physical extra needs. For more than three decades, she has helped children, teens, and adults redirect their emotional challenges through art, exercise, coping, and resilience skills, and self-defense. She opened Bright Star Martial Arts in 2010 to provide a long-term developmental program for children on the autism spectrum or other cognitive or physical challenges. The studio, located in Saugus, California, continues to be a beacon of hope that builds confidence, social and physical skills for children and adults who could not otherwise train. Welcome, Jean, and thank you so much for joining me today to discuss the wonderful work that you do in supporting those with special needs and other challenges. Thanks, Gilda. I'm so happy to be here with you today. So to begin with, um, let's talk about martial arts for kids with autism. Many people think that this will teach kids with cognitive challenges to be more aggressive. Is that true? Well, no, but it is definitely one of the most common questions or concerns that I have when uh, talking to parents about potentially enrolling their child in an adapted martial arts program. Um, You know, aggression can come from a couple of different places, uh, but because uh, adapted martial arts um, really at its core is working on Uh, virtually all the executive functions and physical functions at the same time. Uh, We have great success on uh, helping uh, kids to free up some of the frustration that might be uh, driving aggression, uh, but also to help channel uh, uh, aggression to uh, a better understanding of aggression, um, to understand uh, comparables like you know, hit soft, no hit hard, Uh, really to learn to control impulses, to understand what to hit, what not to hit, and when, uh, to explore those comparables. I just talked about force and opposites, soft, hard, loud, quiet, and situations that require self-advocacy. You know, in uh, all of that really requires some level of involvement with uh, building executive function. And so uh, if you have an adapted martial arts program like we do, that starts with an understanding that that's exactly what we're targeting, building executive function and self-esteem, then what we've found is that uh, aggression naturally decreases. Um, I'm thinking of one student that I had in particular, his, his dad, who's a psychiatrist, uh, actually enrolled him when he was 11 uh, for the specific reason he was beating up on his younger brother um, and, you know, came to us and said, look, we need to do something about this. And he uh, gave us that challenge. Uh, that uh, young man, uh, we worked with him as uh, in both one-on-one and group 
classes. You know, we wrapped our services around his needs. And ultimately, uh, he was able to understand, uh, you know, you don't hit everybody hard. You, you hit softly. He learned self-control. And he really didn't have much in the beginning, um, all, truth be told. But he, he worked on it. We worked on it with him. Um, today, he's able to assist. He's able to be an assistant instructor um, at the studio in, in Santa Clarita. Uh, and he's become a two-time state champion. You know, he's never been disqualified uh, when sparring in tournament. I mean, and I think that that's a huge testament. He's come such a long way. You know, he was 11 when he started. Now he's, I think, 23. Um, so you can see that's a long-term development process, but how much has he learned? Uh, you know, I expect, uh, I feel completely confident that um, as he is now going out in the world, um, he's mo- he, you would describe him probably as moderately impacted on the spectrum. Uh, he has a job now, and I, I can trust that, He's going to go out there and understand how to deal with people respectfully um, and understand if he feels frustrated um, or uh, somehow dysregulated, that he has tools to be able to get him back on track appropriately. And that's what a good adaptive martial arts program can do in terms of aggression and those kinds of aggressive behaviors. So in actuality, it has just the opposite effect that some people or most people think that it will have uh, a very positive impact in terms of lessening the aggressive tendencies and being able to channel those those feelings and, and energies into a much more constructive avenue. I was going to add, if you think about it, those are the same kinds of, of things that you want for a typical child. You know, an outlet for frustration and to build an understanding of how to appropriately channel um, uh, and respond to challenges with or without aggression. What do you do with that? We all feel these things. But that's exactly what, we, what you would expect for a child going into a typical martial arts class to learn. And so, you know, we just know in adapted martial arts, uh, because we build our entire program on executive functioning and understanding kids who have those challenges, we're able to provide those opportunities for kids who are on spectrum or have other sorts of needs. So in addition to channeling the aggressive tendencies of someone who would have those feelings, uh, why do you think that adapted martial arts is one of the most effective interventions? Well, it, it gets back to what I was just talking about in terms of um, our focus on uh, executive function alongside physical competency, building both of those at the same time side by side has a tremendously positive impact on uh, really anybody who enrolls in a martial arts program, and but especially for uh, kids who have physical and or uh, neurological challenge. And we're targeting, we're specifically, we understand we're specifically targeting executive function, working on building those skills. We're specifically targeting a larger range of motion, better proprioceptive skills, better balance. 
Uh, and we're doing that in a in a way that we know the vast majority of people who come who we come across need. So how does your approach differ and or compare to the approach of a mainstream school? What we start with is an understanding of uh, what our students need and uh, then wrap our program around those students. Um, so uh, let me just uh, back up for a second and say, you know, if you went into a typical martial arts um, class, you know, the problem is, is that the martial arts programs really aren't built around an understanding of executive function. Um, they may or may not be built around an understanding, the instructor's understanding of physical function, um, but not necessarily executive function. So what, what do I mean is just that, you know, instructors, as martial arts instructors, you learn your style of martial arts and you replicate a teaching of those specific moves. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you understand um, what the, how the brain is working in order to get those things to happen. So it's not like we're all experts in the brain. We're not. But we take into account... <laughs> We take into account executive function, and uh, we look at every single person that we come across, and we go, okay, we need to work on impulse control here, or we need to build um, emotional control here. And it, we literally work with each uh, person that we come across. We, we assess it, and we provide the skills necessary. Um, you know, the other thing, though, uh, in, in what I've found is in typical martial arts programs, too, you know, there's a... There's a set of, of uh, criteria that you have to meet if you're going to move to the next belt level, for instance, and a time frame within which to do it. Um, a lot of the time, our students go in and really have struggle with being able to work within that kind of a framework and need either more time or more attention, neither one of which um, a traditional martial arts um, school is equipped to provide without paying a lot of extra money. Um, be, because we have the expertise, you know, where I train my staff. I work as a behavior therapist, and um, I train my staff to, to um, understand simple ABA priming and prompting. Um, how do you do play therapy and make things extra exciting? How to observe and understand, you know, the give and take and what kind of flexibility is needed with each student and when you need to take a, a harder line, you know, with something and just draw a healthy boundary, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, help, exactly. And help students understand that. You know, we have to work, we have to understand sensory need and and how to build communication. And that's frankly, you know, really uh, can be very beyond what a, um, uh, what a typical martial arts instructor is prepared to offer. You know, I would just add that um, a lot of the kids that we work with, because we never at the studio in Santa Cruz, we never turn anyone away. If someone is nonverbal, we find a, a program that's going to work for that person, you know, or provide services that work for that person. Um, you know, uh, what we're doing is really uh, just wrapping the services around the individual. So based on that approach, which I think is fantastic, by the way, can adapted martial arts also bring a child's IEP goals into the classroom 
say, from from their uh, regular school classroom into the adapted martial arts classroom? Well, yeah, you know, IEP goals range widely. You know, sometimes there's communication goals, there's social skills goals, um, uh, you know, there's there's goals specific to, um, you know, reading comprehension, things like that. So, what I can say is that a lot of the time, uh, the more information we have from a parent, the better we are able to hone in and and support those skills being met. I've attended many IEPs uh, for clients as a behavior therapist, but also just as the martial arts instructor, you know, providing some insight into, hey, I, I know you're seeing some challenges in this area, but, you know, in our class, we're actually seeing um, this kind of progress over here. You know, frequently what we're the information we're be able we're able to provide um, is unique and can provide some inspiration or augmentation of what's going on in the IEP. You know, what people's expectations are. But the more information we have about IEP goals and and about you know if if a student is receiving um, uh, ABA therapy or other sorts of therapies or occupational therapy, um, all that information we take all that information in and can apply it directly in our adapted martial arts classes. Um, so kicking a ball, catching a ball, um, fine motor skills, gross motor skills. Um, if we're trying to make eye contact, if we're working on impulse control. And, uh, you know, we're thinking just the bow-in from the beginning can be a challenge and is part of working on some, some children's programs. Um, they, they are asked to stand at attention without wiggling and have quiet body. That's a program for a lot of kids on spectrum. You know, they're, uh, we're asking them to make eye contact and to repeat a little, a short little oath to be a good person, knowledge in the mind, honesty in the heart, you know, but it's fun. And uh, what we find is that, you know, kids where, uh, that are having some, uh, some challenges with eye contact in other areas, uh, this becomes a preferred activity and we get eye contact almost the entire time um, at certain times during the session. So, you know, that's just an example. We can build in uh, being a good sport, um, comparables, attributes, what color is that? Um, using phrases, cooperative play, and certainly social skills. Um, our kids learn to be partners in class. They learn relay races. They learn games of tag. Um, and sometimes it might take months for us to accomplish, okay, everybody now knows the rules for freeze tag. But nonetheless, they get that opportunity, you know. Um, it's just a, a wide range of opportunities to explore every aspect of executive function and build physical skills side by side. So uh, really, whatever therapies they're getting, including uh, language therapies, we've been able to incorporate some version or some form of, of other therapies into our classroom settings. It's so interesting to hear about how this can interweave with other therapies and and that the child is receiving and other goals that the uh, that the child has, um, the child or young adult, you know, who, whoever mm-hmm. uh, it happens to be, because I, I know you work with all ages. 
Um, now, your studio is in Southern California. What if someone is not in the Southern California area? Can you help them in any way, or uh, do you perhaps know people in other areas that you can refer them to? How would that work? You know, there's a very small number of people across the country who are, have more advanced um, programs in this area. Um, in some cases, I can refer. Um, in other cases, uh, you know, I, I would just encourage someone to call me and talk to me about what they're trying to do. Um, and I will certainly do my best to help point them in the right direction. I hope, though, uh, we're setting up a framework right now where um, we may be able to grow these services um, more exponentially, but it's still going to take, it's in its infancy. So stay tuned on It'll that. It'll take some time and another podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> You know, so, one thing um, before we uh, move on to the next, you know, I really wanted to touch briefly on um, an issue. I hope you don't mind. Um, oh, not at all. Issue. As a matter of fact, I, I, was, I was just about to ask you if there's anything else you'd like to add that we haven't covered. <laughs> and, also, oh, great. and also, what is the most important takeaway that you feel our listeners should have from our conversation? Okay. Uh, well, first, I'm going to step back for a second and cover this this topic, and then uh, we'll we'll do a takeaway. Um, how about that? Absolutely, that sounds good. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, bullying is such a big issue, right? It's a big Absolutely. issue today for for all kids, typical or otherwise. But you know, we know that you know from the World Health Organization that. Uh, kids with any sort of disability, um, the the chances are 3.7 times uh, more likely that they are going to experience some form of abuse. Now, that abuse can be wide-ranging, not just bullying, but 3.7 times more likely is huge. That's enormous, um, and it's very sad. Right. And it, it has a lot to do with executive function. I mean, even kids, um, let's say, who are on uh, the spectrum but, and are considered less impacted, um, or to use the other terms, um, high-functioning, uh, a, a lot of the kids that I've seen and young adults that, come, that I come across simply don't have an understanding um, of how to defend themselves. Um, how to start, you know, what to do, uh, whether or not it's okay. And especially because they haven't had specific training um, that it's okay to hit something sometimes and when it's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just critical that we provide um, extra needs folks with some sort of training for self-defense. And so if I want to get back and, uh, you know, get back to that takeaway, um, that would be likely it. You know, just uh, please consider um, uh, checking out uh, an adapted martial arts program, even for a short period of time, um, for the, the benefit of your child. Whether that benefit is going to be just muscle tone, great, you know, but in most cases, we can provide some sort of training, even simple blocking and simple forms of communication that can alert 
someone that something has happened to your child. And many times we can go way beyond that and provide um, a more realistic understanding of self-defense, how to, how to do it, when to do it. Um, and, uh, and, and if nothing else, I think, you know, considering our kids are 3.7 times more likely to be abused, that's a skill you want them to have, you know, uh, just talk. I agree completely. Just give me a call. Um, my number is 661-309-2587. Um, I'll repeat that 661-309-2587. You know, just call me about, um, your needs. Uh, don't write off a martial arts program until you call me and, and talk to me about what your need is. Um, and, you know, folks can also email me. Sometimes uh, people feel more comfortable uh, starting a conversation via email. And uh, so you can reach me at I am, I-A-M, at findyouwithin.com. So that's so, I am, basically, mm-hmm. I-A-M, at findyouwithin, F-I-N-D-Y-O-U, w i t h i n dot com right that's correct that's correct okay well thank you so much jean for taking the time to share information about your amazing program with me today oh it's such a pleasure um you know i really appreciate the opportunity to spread the word that you know where there's so much um that uh young people can learn from martial arts uh and especially if um, if there's somebody with extra needs, uh, don't write martial arts off. There's so much to be learned. So thank you for the opportunity to share that. I hope I've inspired a few. Thank you again, and my pleasure. I also want to thank our listeners for spending a part of their day with us. I'm Gilda Evans reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life. <laughs>